just want to thank everybody for tuning in. You know who it is. This your girl, Brandy J. And you're right here with me with Voices of Courage. Tagged. Know your purpose. Yes. Know your purpose. Now, I would just like to say, the episode that I did with Dr. Ian Brooks, that was the one that set off the um, new season. And um, I just want to make that clear. You know, he helped, he helped me get that clarity, you know? And um, today I have someone pretty awesome here, too. Very, very amazing woman, okay? Oh, who is it, you say? Well, I guess you're just going to have to find out. But up till then, go ahead, get comfortable and do what you do. And let your girl bring you what I always do. So, let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Brandy J, Voices of Courage, and this season is Know Your Purpose. Today I have with me an amazing award-winning publicist. She is the founder of Lamori Media Incorporated, and this is Tracy Lamori. And Tracy, please, please tell me I'm saying your last name correctly. You are. You got it. Lamori. And I, I answer to all kinds of, you know, versions, but you got it. <laughs> Awesome, awesome, awesome. Tracy, thank you for being here. Oh, not at all. Thank you so much for having me as well. Anytime. You know, Tracy, I want to say to you that I find it amazing that you were founded on kindness. And that's my big thing that I live by, kindness, empathy. <laughs> there you go. It's everything. Yep. Everything. It's the key to everything. It really is. See, I knew I wasn't alone in that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. I know. It can feel like it sometimes, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you got well, it right people are the bottom line I always, I've always said that from being an activist to even now having my own company is people that are the bottom line you know not like money you know everything is people right so yes it is you can't run I, I feel like you can't run the world like a you can't, like a business business no, is part exactly. of the world but people we're not products we are exactly <laughs> You know? Exactly. Your people are, your, you know, like exactly your frontline workers, your customers, your everything. And, you know, and it's more than just that. Cause like, I don't even think business. I think from an activist perspective, it's only recently that I've, you know, gone into the business, well, like 10 years ago in the business world in terms of building a business. But all of the platforms that I've got, you know, came from me doing activist work, not from trying to build a business empire. So it's been a nice. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I wanted to I wanted to ask you, Tracy. Um, since you are a, a woman that definitely shows that you can be you, um, and mm -hmm. be kind and still impact and change lives. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have to resort to being, you know, like the yeah. You don't have to be cutthroat and mean and exactly. You can be. You can still be firm and you know, and, and your beliefs. You can, you know, certainly garner respect. Nothing means you have to be a pushover to be nice. You know. You're nice, you're kind, you're considering everybody. And, you know, when you know you're doing the right thing, you don't let anybody intimidate you. So you're still strong, right? But you just right. do it for the right reasons. And, do, and you know, any door that you open, you make sure you're opening wide enough to bring other people with you. Amen to that. Amen to that. 
but what is it that makes you what what differentiates you as a publicist publicist and a human being that you that attracts people to you well i think in terms of the publicist part i mean because um it's a you know when you ask me as a person as a publicist as an activist as an advocate it's all really the same tracy it all comes to the same place none of it is false none of it is fake none of it's a, a persona that i hide you know it's all like i may be i, I may be strictly about you know activist tracy i'm school advocate tracy so um that's what i learned how to write a press release you know from my activist work not ever thinking i was going to start a business from it but i, I mentioned you know to you earlier um in when i was so when I was 28 years old, myself and my husband, Dave Parkinson, we were just in entry level sales. We weren't looking at anything like media for public lives or anything like that. Um, we were just doing entry level sales stuff. But uh, our activist work led us to le learn about the case of a guy called Jimmy Dennis, who was the world didn't know it. But he was saying at that time that he was factually innocent and he was sentenced to death in Pennsylvania. And he, you know, over the time that we ended up uh, working with him. And when I say working with him, like we're friends and he's our brother and a pro bono campaign, you know, we never got paid for that. We never thought to get paid for that. It was literally activists, you know, trying to save his life. And that's how I learned to write a press release. And that's how my husband learned to, you know, create a, pre uh, a webpage way back in 1998 <laughs> on the Alta Vista, um, mm -hmm. pre-Google. And so that's, you know, it, and then it was another 13 years before I learned, hey, or before it occurred to me that I could take the skills that I'd learned in that um, advocacy work you know, and build a business out of it. More importantly, Jimmy was freed in 2017, not just from our work, but the work of the lawyers that got involved after they heard about the case and all that stuff. And so he's a, a free man right now, 2017, doing amazing work. He's an R&B artist. Awesome. By the industry. And so, so now I can, you know, for 20 years, I was literally like, you know, help us save Jimmy Dennis's life. And now I get to just say, Jimmy Dennis on all music platforms. So it's, a, <laughs> you know, it's a joy <laughs> and a pleasure, a pleasure to send people to look at that. And I don't have to ask you to, sign a petition to save his life just to you know but pay attention to justice he's you know as well as music right now he's working to to bring voice and to bring attention to the wrongly convicted and all that kind of stuff so yeah that's what taught me how to write a press release and so now i'm in you know it's been a decade now that me and my husband we formed our company uh lamori public relations and then we incorporated during covid as lamori media and you know clients across industries from artists and entertainers to you know, to startups to small businesses doing neat things um but it all started from that it all started from kind of learning literally learning how to break that media wall to give voice to jimmy at first and then ultimately other people who didn't know how to get into you know how do you break the media how do you get into that not just social media but how do you get quoted in you know reader's digest and rolling stone how do you get into the new york times and all that stuff and that's what i figured out and that's what i what I do for people basically that's amazing that's very inspiring from you know getting him you know the the justice and his life back because there's so many that are in there and mm -hmm. and normally you know yep. in a sense is knowing is known and they're not a they're not a priority yeah and once those doors are locked it's very I mean like credit Jimmy a lot of people that do and that's sometimes when you're in there you, know, you don't have to wear with all the ability. even just he wrote for, for years and years to get attention of you know till he finally got the attention of people like us and we were like us i mean activists young kids who who were whether we're brave enough or naive enough to think we could do something you know what i mean like that was really way too big for us ever to have thought we could do but we did 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes it takes that kind of thing. But he wrote 30, 40 letters a day until he got, you know, a few people like us, a little team together that he trusted and that became family. That, you know, and again, we still, we talk almost every day. If a day goes by that we haven't spoken, it's weird. And he calls our my husband and my kids, nieces and nephew, and we call his say, you know, so we're, we're family. It's a long, it's a long story. When I look at it back and think, wow, that was literally 20 years. It's like a lifetime. But when we started that as kids, we were just like, you know, okay, that's how innocent can this guy be? And then we started looking into it and we're like, oh my God. And then once we started asking those questions, we'd written him a letter and he wrote back 28 pages explaining it all. And so then what do you do? Why? Like, it's, I, like I, I bring this point up because it's not that we were heroes or anything, though it's the story, you know, it's hard to tell without it sounding heroic. But here's the thing. You know, the first, ultimately at first, it, you know, we were kind of in, in information gathering mode. So like, you know, tell us about it. But then when we wrote that letter, this person who had no hope and he wrote 28 pages written on both sides with all those disturbing details back to us. And we weren't lawyers, we weren't publicists. What do we do with that information? Do we just say, oh, well, that was a good read. <laughs> you know, no, obviously not. This person has put us open to and chime into that thinking maybe this is a way to save his life. So we had to do something and we didn't know what we could do. So that's where my husband learned how to make the page and I learned how to write the press release. But, you know, people, you know, say, well, why did you do that? Other people don't. I don't think it's that we were, you know, nicer than other people or whatever, even though I don't like, even though the kindness thing. But I think really what it comes down to is people don't think they can make a difference. They really don't feel empowered and they don't know how they can do those things. So they don't try. Just like, you know, you may have a dream to build a business, but it just, so you don't start that business instead you just keep going to work or you have a dream to write a book but you keep saying someday or you want to travel but you think you'll never get there you know what I mean all those things are the same we just don't really believe that we can have an impact or that we can really do that we don't have faith in ourselves that we can do it so for big things and for little often we just don't do it and I really think that's not that we were you know heroes we get we were used to Taking things on. Yeah. Exactly. So we're like, let's do okay, this isn't right. Let's do it. And my husband and I were both like that. We were young. We met each other and each other. And so that's why we were able to accomplish epic things that looking I think everybody could accomplish if they were actually thinking they could. So you think they can make those different changes. Yeah. That's a strong message there, Tracy. It's so true. Um, I know you're a believer of like um, self-belief and it's, uh, you know, odd that not odd, but that you spoke of this part, this right now, because that's what was registering in my head often when it comes to um, people just doing, just doing. And I see people just don't do and they don't believe they can make a difference. And that hurts me because I can see it. And I know because I believe in myself. So if I can believe in myself, then you definitely yeah. can can do it too. Exactly. So and people important say, what you say that self is to success and to just conquer whatever it is you want to conquer. Super. Like we used to joke about it, but I remember even back in the early days, way before we were award winning publicists, way before we accomplished any of the things that we're doing these days at even way before Jimmy even got out, you know, but we'd always been able to accomplish big things, little things, you know, just all those successes that would surprise other people. I'm not talking about money, I'm talking about activist success. I'm talking about, you know, those kind of things. We didn't even turn our attention to business till later. Um, but it's funny because perfect example, I'm coming home from work one day, talking about somebody at work. I guess he was talking about all our adventures, whatever we were doing to change the world, right? And somebody was saying at work, Oh, you know, who do you think you are? You can't change the world. 
and, and Melbourne days that are, you know, maybe you can't, I can, I already have, and I will again. And it's not because he thought he was better. It's because if you think you can, complete the project, get a job, you know, really, whatever it is, even things that seem impossible are, are impossible if you just stay there and think about them, but, you know, they get and more possible. You start doing things. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I love it. I, it, <laughs> it is, it's always working out so great because that's, I truly, I, I, I live by that. Self-belief, oh. you can do it if you just do it because you'll never know if you don't. So it's like, nah, you'll, you, I mean, if you think negative, usually your, your things in your life will be negative. But if you think positive, I believe, then you will see positive results. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's like even when we were kids and we were like driving a bicycle and we were, you know, they would say whichever direction you're looking at, that's where the bike goes. And that was actually true. Remember when you were learning to ride the bike, if you looked in that wrong direction, all of a sudden the, the bike would veer off into that direction, even if it was the wrong way and then crash. But if, you know, if you kept on looking at the place you were going, you'd eventually get to where you were going. Same thing. That is true. Very true. Well, how, what would you tell somebody that, you know, because I used to get, I still get that when I say people try to make me sound silly when I, what do you want to do? Want to change the world? You know, even if it's a small or whatever, it's still a part of someone changing something for someone. What would you tell somebody that wants to help and, and do something that can change the world? How can they influence other people to change to get gain that mindset uh say that again sorry how they can influence other people to change change who don't that mindset to believe in themselves too it's hard to say because you know so much you know so often even when i'm saying all this like improved all these successes and things people are going to be listening to it and just hear the same old thing like oh you know um positive thinking positive thinking i've heard it before but they don't really believe it and I, i you know i wouldn't have believed it. And I don't, I'm not believing it as a package thing. I'm just saying it's a fact. If, if someone's standing you on a, a stage telling you that, maybe you think, oh, whatever. Yeah, you're just getting paid to say that. But if you watch your friends and watch, I mean, challenge the people, you know, yourself to look at how people actually, you know, how, what, what results your people that you know get from their different behaviors. Because now I can say, people who just hear me on a podcast, they can say whatever, you know, they can think whatever they want. People who've known me for a decade are literally like, oh my God. How the hell is she doing this? How did she do this? And then this, and then this, and then this, and then this every single day when you watch my social media. How is she in the video now? How is she like a million different things? And it's always like, because you know what? Just do like, you know, <laughs> I believe in myself and I do it. Right. It's, it's a matter of just getting out there. And it's not a matter of, I hate that fake it till you make it, but I go, I get where they're going with that, but I don't believe in that because I'm, you know, very genuine. I believe good things come from being genuine. But in, by, by, the, by what they're trying to say from that, I think this is a better motto is um don't dream it be it which i got from the song in the rocky horror picture show i like that i like that wow well well you know i i find um you know i i was in the teaching field for about nine and nine and a half years you know and i i know that it's so important with children to install these things in them because they come up against so much and they can doubt themselves would you say that it's um very imperative for parents to to give the, their child that 
that belief system that, that they can do it? And was that what your parents did for you? Um, I don't know if so much. I think my, my parents always supported me, but I don't know if this all came from them. As, as a, I mean, I was an only child and they always supported me, right? So there was never any limitations or like, you can't do it or anything like that. It was always like, right. oh, you can do whatever you want for sure. But I think, but more of this, I don't know even if it came so much from that. I guess, I mean, it, you know, it, they didn't hold me back. So certainly that wouldn't have, but I mean, I think a lot of this, like I don't, I, you know, I'm a, I don't want to say my parents aren't high achievers. They're very skilled in their work and everything, but I'm like a crazy high achiever in like every, all these different angles, you know? So like, I wasn't taught to be that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, the more you accomplish, the more you see, hey, that was possible. That was cool. That was possible. And then the more faith you have in yourself. So whatever that little, I think a lot of it was the activist part because I had the activist part. I was starting to do things not for myself or to build up my own profile. But as I was young, you know, I was trying, I was doing activist things that were successful, which gave me that confidence, you know, which led me to be the person that I am today, but not because I was trying to build that. Yeah. And without the, the limit, not having those limitations, I, I find that a lot of people that I know that are adults still finding their way and younger, they are kind of told where to go or not to go when it comes to uh, creativity and all the things that you can do and you can be. If you aspire to do that, then you go for those things. I'm noticing that that is not the message people are delivering these days. But when you allow someone to develop, <laughs> you know, and become their own person, you so much can happen without limiting somebody's um, mindset. Yeah, exactly. And it literally is everything. I mean, it, you know, it's, and again, I think that's why we don't do anything from writing the book to starting the job to doing that. So really, once you see, you know, people accomplishing great things, the message isn't, and this is the problem, people see those things and they think, oh yeah, but that's the people who get awards or that's the people who get interviewed on TV. That's not me. I'm just, but no, it's exactly you. It's every single one of us. And there's no, nothing, I work with celebrities, I work with entrepreneurs, I work with stuff. There's nothing different from any, you know, like there's no difference between you and any of them. You're exactly the same as the people you see on TV, except they had a, a better publicist or knew how to reach out to the media. Yeah, most definitely. Amazing. I just want to say that again. Oh, I know. <laughs> your inspiration, and I appreciate you well, thank for you, sharing your for sharing, you know, instead of keeping the secrets in, you're like, no, you can, you know, more positive messaging, you know, to everybody, not just a certain, but to people. Because people need that, especially even now, even more, because this has done so much to people's mindset these last two well, year and a half. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, this is the time, you know, I, I felt like this is the time. I felt like it was my time and I just took it and I went with it without the, su the support from the ones you think that I would got it from, you know, but I got it from the ones with that same mindset and drive that I had. And it didn't have to be family or anything. It's just people that just are thinkers like you. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when did you, uh, growing up or... Whenever it took place, but if you can remember, when did you know, when did you decide that this was your purpose, the activism and, and just you doing what you do from the kindness of your heart? Um, 
Well, I mean, since I was very young, I've always done the, it was, it's more like, you know, that I've noticed more recently that, okay, that I'm able to merge them, you know, with, it's basically like, I was doing this for all my life. And then my day job was just sales and, you know, whatever. And then I'd come running home and do whatever I could, you know, in the four, even four hours to my next, hitting my next, you know, my day job again, right. Which was low income and all that stuff. And then I finally, so I was always struggling. And then I finally, you know, figured out how to take the skills that I learned in advocacy and activism and then use them for small business people, for people with a message or for, you know, people with traumatic stories that are sharing them with authors who wrote a book about their experience. You know, anybody who doesn't know how to elevate, you know, get any more in the media, I elevate and, and, and celebrate on a bigger global level, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it makes it a lot, um, it, it, you know, it just, it's, it, yeah, they just, they have, it's, I think it inspires people to do that for themselves too, to kind of see themselves on a bigger stage. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I have I have this thought process, and tell me if it makes sense or you think so too. Um, you know, because I think you're really uh, about like empowering people. You know, it sounds like giving them that confidence. Um, would you say that instead of wanting to lead people all the time, be a leader that is more inspiring when you kind of push and show them how to lead? Because in my mind, I'm thinking like, I hear some people sometimes say, oh, I can be a leader. Um, somebody told me, I, people listen to me, I, I, I lead well. And I don't know, for me, it was just kind of like, yeah, that's almost kind of like the problem. I know you got to take leadership sometimes in situations, but what about when you just help one another show each other how to be a leader? Because you might not always be there. And then what does a person do? They can't find the leader, where's my leader? But let me let's empower each other how to to lead. Does that make sense to you? How, how mm -hmm. does that resonate? Um, how, say that one more time. Sorry. Make sure I understand. How does that res resonate? Instead of leading people all the time, but empowering them to. Oh, absolutely. Choose. Real leaders, I think, are leaders build, lead, lead, real leaders don't build followers, they build other leaders, right? You empower other people to. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, um, I saw a meme too, it's a meme, but it was saying, it's a good quote. It was saying that um, it's weak people who think that power is about controlling other people the first sign of you know trying to control other people is that just shows that you know you're not in control because it's a weak person that actually thinks that's power you know what i mean so yeah it, power the actually powerful leaders are are making other leaders and that's how you're creating your legacy amen amen i love it <laughs> wow well so what, what is your most fondest like memory in all of your work and your activism like what's the the, well, all, the number one would be getting the day jimmy the day we found out that jimmy dennis was actually getting free like i mean we would be a long row we literally worked with him for 19 years so we were 28 years old till the day he got out we were 47 you know and um and it was like i said we're still working on telling that story there's still you know happening with that after all those years and finally being freed there's never never anything going to top that wow that that this isn't i would say would you say this would be something this story here is something that is inspiring and and hopeful for someone that is facing the same thing as as, as he was right exactly yeah exactly like he always says never never get Awesome. Yeah. And you know, when that comes from somebody that's been 25 years on death row, that's not a light thing. You know, never literally like there's always a way out. There's always something you can do. Yeah, just don't give up. That's like that's like a really important like 
thing, like tagline, like don't give up. Just don't. <laughs> yeah. Never, never give Yeah. That's why I tell kids. I'm like, if you have something to say, if no one will listen to you, if it's some, you know, I talk a lot about bullying because, you know, I had a very strange encounter with my son, a story that just pisses me off and disheartens me at the same time. But I tell children, like, never, if you're in a situation and no one's listening, your teacher is not listening, the school is not listening, uh, stand in the middle of the classroom and just make noises all day long. Just, oh, just, just do it. Just disrupt everything. Disrupt it so much that they have no choice. I just always try to reel in. Don't stop. Don't give up. Don't be, don't be quieted. You know, say something. You know, I've seen so many situations and, and it's just like, I tell, you know, I tell my son, don't ever stop doing something that you know it's right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Always, you know, just have faith that you can make a difference and keep on doing it. Yeah, most definitely. I tend to, you know, I, I tend to center myself a lot around, um, you know, young people, the youth, because they are our next, you know, they're they're the ones that's going to carry on. And it's important to build a, a really great foundation, kind of better than the one we've had, like, so they can take the take the lead. How do you, what, what would you say to our youth today, looking at the world the way it is now? How would you, what would you say to impact them in a way where they can see past this? Because I've never witnessed anything like this in my life. A lot of people haven't, just the things that are going on. Yeah, I know, exactly. I wake up still no. sometimes or not. Yeah, yeah. And I just try to be strong and, and like you said, positive mindset. I would say, yeah, and just don't get caught up in, you know, all, all the stuff that we don't know or all the, like a lot of people lost their shit this year, you know what I mean, really, just out of confusion or fear or whatever. I'm talking about, you know, from COVID or from not, and, you know, just whether it was that or, or you know, social issues where people did not be, you know, they show the bad faces, not the kind of faces we'd like to see. And so we have to, you know, I don't know, like, I mean, this is hard times for activists, you know, I don't know, I would not want to, like, it's it difficult, even watching stateside over the last year as a social justice activist and an anti-racist activist has been horrifying and terrifying, you know, but so all I can say is, you know, stay strong. You know, to, to, like, not get lost in, in things, in, but to, to realize their own power and that, you know, even the biggest, like, you know, even a pebble can take down take down a person you know if you have the wrong mindset but but you know someone like jimmy can be facing every single negativity in the world and yet can still find a way to think that there's a way to get past it so you know just don't give up and don't get um don't get lost you know stay strategic stay smart believe in yourself things are going to get better and you're going to be a part of making it better oh my goodness you're going to make me cry this is i usually have oh. negative already in itself going on that I find it so important you know to to put that message you know especially with podcasting and whatever whatever we choose to do in life it's so many ways we could take it we can bring up the horrors of it and and talk about it and dwell in it or we can you know because there's only you got to like balance it out you take people can only take so much you get 
the the negative, the scary, the the real, the realist, you know, the things that are just real. But you gotta pour some positive in there. You gotta give people hope. You know, I guess it's like tear them down to build them up a little bit. You're like, okay, now this is what's happening. But let me give you, you know, I feel like people need a refresher. Like they need to be able to hear hope so they can um, remember why they're doing this in the first place, why it's important. Yeah, exactly. And just, and that, and that you can make a difference and that really is what it comes down to it. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. What is something that you would, would you, would you, if you could, is there anything else that you would do rather than this? Nope. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> Travel more, but you are. And the yeah, so. <laughs> yeah even more now I, I feel like life is so much I've always felt like it was worth it and worth living so much I feel like there's still so much good and beauty in it versus the negative that's just all it seems that the media in the world feeds us unless you're able to look past and just look around and see how amazing of a place that we we're in um then you can it, it's just all well worth it uh I don't know. I don't, I just want people to be able to to see that, to know that, and just to hold on, you know, just to hold on. But I know also that it comes with rough times too. So, like, do you, have you have you ever faced um have you ever faced anything that made you feel almost like giving up, but you you pushed through it? Um. No, I would say, you know, because there was a time, I mean, giving up when we were, we couldn't give up, you know, the time when we would have felt that kind of discouraged, you couldn't do that kind of work, which is when we thought they were going to beat us, or we thought he was going to get an execution date, but what do you do? We couldn't get up because there was life and death, right? So there was, there were definitely times we felt discouraged, but there, it wasn't a situation where we had the option of giving up, so. I like it. I always tell people it's like giving up um, is not an option. <laughs> and it really wasn't in the, in that in that situation. You know, there really was. What we weren't on death row, but I mean, it, it's not the way it is when you're when you care. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yep. When you care, it matters. I believe that empathy and kindness can change the world. I, I'm going out on a limb. I think I'm right. I think you think the same thing too, right? Hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. People don't understand that, though. I say if people had love, empathy, and kindness for one another, that would just change everything because you would go about, because people hurt people. Like human beings, we, we, no matter what, it's hurting, we hurt individuals, other, each other. And it's crazy to me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I told this lady one time, I, I'm on this thing called Ghost Cats, and I said, I made a statement. I said, man, animals, they have more respect for their wildlife and treat each other. They have more respect than we do for one another. And she said, I don't agree with that. I think, she said, animals eat their young. I said, you have a point there. It's kind of weird, but I'm, that's their nature. That's what they do. <laughs> you know, that is a lot. But human mm -hmm. beings, you know what I mean? We don't seem to, to have, we'll just cross all kinds of boundaries. I see animals, they would have this respect you know what I mean? To they have this way of going about things. It, I I find it so intriguing. But with human beings, do you think that we are pre? I read somewhere that we were pre-exposed. 
to violence and just all the things that we have adopted versus were we designed and created to be this way? If that makes sense, what do you, what do you think about that? Um, I, I, you know, I'm not a scientist, but I, I believe that most, I, I think people are mostly good and other things get in the way, you know, that they, you know, I'd like to believe that anyway. Sometimes I'm discouraged. Maybe that's what discouraged me most this year is seeing people's behavior, especially, you know, like yeah. in the, in the light of Black Lives Matter and everything, because I always lived in a fantasy world, even as an activist for 50 years on all this stuff, where I thought that all the people around me thought like I did, or that, you know, the norm was to be anti-racist and to fight the racists, you know, that, that was my normal world. And that everybody that I knew, at least in my world, was on board with that. But then, you know, last year, all kinds of people started showing their true colors with some commentary on Facebook when things were hot, right? And that all of a sudden, that was really disturbing, because I think I like, literally shook up even my I mean I you know like I knew there was tons of racism out there but I thought the people in my circle were not like that you know and then I and I sadly noticed that a lot of the people that I'd been working with on other things over the years or people that I casually knew or whatever turns out that they were the problem so I had to you know I was disconnecting with a lot of people and just felt really it was really thinking like where are we even like how can this be in 2021 or this was 2020 but how can we be here in 2020 you know after all these years of everything i was thinking that too i was like is this an alternate universe like what's it's 2021 it's supposed to progress not regress like we're supposed to <laughs> we're 2021 things are supposed to be a lot lot better but this time around it showed people's like deep down you know what i mean like you ever had any questions <laughs> like ah here i am like whoa whoa <laughs> it's crazy but you know i saw i see that in a good and a bad way you kind of saw where people stood you know where they were yeah. you can only hide something like that for for so long yeah most definitely um yeah but you know i, I was interested in because this i'm in a point in my life too where i just uh I was having a standstill where with my show and then everything I do and I, I always stick to you know I just I love helping people I just I've always knew that about myself I just love helping people you know and I just was stuck because every time I do a new podcast or a new season whatever it is I need to feel growth I need to and then I realized it was me I wasn't growing I wasn't being transparent enough and that's something I am working on for me, what would you, because uh, I know you speak a lot about mindset and, you know, you talk about the self-belief and how you can create, you you can, um, with your mindset, create the, li the life that you, that you want. You can do that all yourself. What's, what is, because, you know, we have all these roadblocks and these things come, that come in our mind. People, you know, will try to turn you off from your, from your journey for some reason, when you have a positive, people try to give you all the negatives. What would you say, how would a person go about um, going in that direction of, because aren't those steps like creating your own happiness? Because I don't think it's just like, well, okay, I'm creating my, you have to take like steps. Yeah, you? you have to really change. And you know what, it's really just about changing, you know, your thoughts. It all starts with, you know, you can't just like going in, right? It's, yeah. it takes work. You know, my five, you say people who are doing all this now. And they're the same people that didn't believe me when I told them. I don't, not, not like three or four of my people that specifically told me, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
everything. When I tell you, can do anything, you say. Feeling, and you know what they have? They are exactly where they were. Like, I mean, I've done like fifty different crazy things since then. Successful. And I had no money. I had no contact when I. No more than they did. I didn't. Even my computer and the internet. I just figured it out. I wasn't shy. I wasn't scared. I introduced myself. People do it. They're still. still... Oh, maybe. And then they went. Um, I'm gonna get exactly. Was that you telling me as well? Now. By the way. Guess what? You can do it. It's that saying, yeah. misery loves company, don't it? <laughs> it's, it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you, you have a, and I love the title, you have a book. It's called Get Repped and to Build Your Brand. With public, public media relations. relations. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how did you come about that? And what, what is something that you could tell the listeners now that they can um, expect from, from this book? Um, well, basically, it's a lot of what I've been speaking at in podcasts, which, you know, when I started writing the book, I wasn't really doing any of the podcast speaking, which is mostly to entrepreneurial audiences and to executive book, because that's who I was asked to write from a business publisher. But, you know, it really it's it really fits for anybody who needs to get into media. It just talks about how to get into media. What are some things you can do by yourself? You know, what do you need a publicist for? Do you need a publicist? If so, how do you choose ones? And then at the, at the end, even for people who are have been in other things, other kind of careers, you know, communications related, I kind of break down, could you be a publicist? You know, because it's fun. <laughs> what would you need to do to yeah. be one? I didn't go to school for five years, so it is a four-year university course, but you don't have to do that clearly because I didn't. You just have to be really good and effective and get out there. Yeah. Show what you can do, like in anything. Yeah. I'm going to say it again throughout the show. You're amazing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Because that's exactly where um, I was. I wanted to ask you to explain um, because that's where I've I've been having these. It's, I think I have a, a niche, you know, and kind of with this, and it's fun. I have this friend that she has a book, uh, and she has a business. She became she's a housewife on entrepreneur, and when she came on my show, she told me that the book wasn't really, you know, doing too well. So I said, well, I'm on your team. Let's make it do well. You know, we, we just started our internet radio and, and everything on production. And so she keeps telling me, like, you inspire me. She's like, you're really good. Look at you. And I'm just like, yeah, this is, I just want to help you. <laughs> but she's, I'm looking at it in a different way. And it's, it's fun. I like telling people about apps. And, like, I'm like an app hoarder. I call it app hoarder. <laughs> but I changed it to app hoarder because I couldn't find an acronym for whore. Because I didn't want it to really just be whore, app whore. But it was catchy. <laughs> I got people's attention. So I find yeah. it fun to let, to let people know about, hey, there's these apps, these here. That might not work for you, but you might like this here. And I kind of mesh it with what they're doing or their or their uh, their personality or something like that. And I'm finding it that, and I find like if you love something, you really enjoy it, then that's where you that you should. Like, I like what you said about how you made the activism and then everything you did come together. That's like genius. What you love to do, what you know, and, and it all just comes together, you know? And you don't have to go to like these five years, you know? I saw that. I was reading that and I'm like, oh. Like, yeah, exactly. Let's go here and pay for this here. And I was like, no, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But what would you tell me? What can you explain to me and the listeners? What is a um, a social media m- mogul? What is that exactly? 
Well, I'm not even social media. They're just saying media mogul, which is like in the old days, media mogul would be like, you know, the guy can see, the guy who owns CNN and stuff like that. But I guess now they're, but now, I mean, I own a media company, but it, you know, like it's not a CNN kind of media company with content providers. We, you know, create media for, you know, around the world, right? including, you know, sources. I'll make for different articles and stuff. French with that media, right? The mogul part. I, I would have thought he had my first billion. <laughs> the mogul title, <laughs> even my first million. But, you know, maybe. So I think. Yes, you know, that I have quite a global impact. Certainly, you know, media, radio, newspapers, and the TV channel. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was pondering that. So I was like, oh, gosh, I like the sound of it. I was like, oh, but I need to know what it is, you know, what, what, what it is. So, okay, you just really informed me right now. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, goodness. So what, what's your, what do you see? What's your, what is something that you've been wanting to take on or like a, like a project or something that maybe you hadn't done that you wanted to do? I, I watch it. We we actually should be putting a podcast together soon. With my husband will post oh, forever. Something you really should do. One. Yeah. Just serving. I haven't put that together. But recently, I thought, oh, do radio, right? He's got a great radio voice. So maybe I can have him just, you know, I do enough podcasts in terms of being guests, but he could do the interviewing. So he can do Lamari Media interviewing, interviewing our clients, and also other interesting people that we you know, know, and that we work with and that we, you know, fall into our little field of vision. Um, and of course, you know, ad advocate as advocacy work, raising important voices, talking about important things, like what's going on in Canada right now with the horrible discovery of all the, you know, First Nations children. Yeah, that's horrifying. It's, I, 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 you know, and, and you know, and, and, Africa, when they were put in place, they literally came to Canada and looked at the, um, what they called the Canadian Indian Act in those days. So the way we treated our First Nations people in Canada literally was part of what apartheid was modeled after. So that's, you know, charming to know. And also, we never taught that. We weren't learning that in school. We didn't, you know, we did not really learn that, any of that. So, and now, you know, I'm shamefully at 51, realizing even as an activist, like, you know, been an activist stateside, doing all kinds of anti-racism work in the States for years and years, but I've been questioning myself, geez, how much have I done, really physically done for First Nations people in Canada? And really not that much. And this is becoming, you know, even more apparent to me now because my daughter has been taking on a lot of work in First Nations doing like land back and stuff since last year. She's 28. And then she ended up meeting a partner, a partner in at land back. And now, so she, I'm proud new grandma soon in four more months, I'm going to have a grandma. I'm going to have a baby. Baby, a new baby, grandchild, and um, apparently I get to, I get the name Tota because my baby, my um, new son-in-law is a proud member of Mohawk Nation. So we have a First Nations grandbaby. So I'm very proud and ashamed that I don't know enough about the history and working hard to do that, do something about it. So yeah, mm -hmm. you're so right that we don't learn that we did don't learn we didn't learn that in school, and not really. I at all. I realized in 2020, especially 2021, I was like, well, what the hell did I learn in school? Apparently critical yeah. thinking. I really appreciate that because I know when they stopped that. 
yeah. Rockefeller took that out of schools and put in standardized testing. He said, "We, I don't want any thinkers. I want workers." <laughs> oh, crap! And that's why here we are. But uh, not anything else? I, my mom must have really pushed for me to learn how to read. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I learned jack. Really, I've learned. I've evolved so much in the last year and a half than I had ever. I'm, well, growing up, I always liked to read anything but like novels and stuff. I would read like dictionaries and um, I taught myself government like they didn't teach us that in school. And now I sit here and I'm like, why don't they teach this? Why don't they teach us more about our bodies and how they work and how our brain works and, and this and money? You know, the questions are just uh, arising. <laughs> but there's opportunity when they do to make change, right? Hmm. Like that change. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you know about like how... They want to take out this stuff from school, right? Like how they don't want to teach these things. And and then some places are passing these bills to not teach um, Black history. Juneteenth, boom, but don't teach them in school. And I'm just like, how do you even get away with that? And I'm looking at people like the, the we the people. Like I keep telling people like, you know, that we, we, we are the people. Like, so when are we going to do something, you know? So I feel like a person treats you how they treat you um, as long as you allow them to. It's like a bad relationship. That's how I feel. I'm like, don't teach you right. You gotta get out of it. You gotta say something. You gotta do something. I feel the same way about us as people in our in our different, you know, countries and just us as citizens and people. When say enough's enough. When do you stand up for yourself? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep, it'll get better, right? It's just it's been a discouraging year in so many ways. But also, you know, there's been a lot, you know, we've met, there's also, you know, people are still rising up. People are making podcasts, and, you know, to, to get their voices out there. People are writing, people are hearing each other. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we're going to go forward and not into that, you know, crazy backward place we were last year. Oh, right? It's the, yeah. <laughs> Pretty terrifying. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Tracy, but I feel like at this point we all could gonna need some therapy and possibly we all right. need some PTSD. <laughs> I know, right? Like all I think the whole I was gonna say all of North America, but really probably the whole world is like, what the heck was that? You know, like but you know, it's funny too, because it also brought out, you know, a lot of scary stuff that was always under the under uh, was always still there, clearly, you know, that was not as far into the like a lot of it's not just that guy that was in power. It's a lot of the neighbors that we're looking at to say, what now? Yeah. So I don't know how we get back to, I don't know that we, we don't want to get back to, you know, we have to obviously we have to work through some pretty serious stuff. Yeah. You know, so hopefully we can do that where people listen to each other instead of throwing bricks at each other. Cause I got to believe there are at least some people on the other side, you know, that aren't full on crazy that maybe they've just been mis you know, they don't understand or they've been missed. You know, they just don't get it. You know, I don't know. I'm trying not to hate on people that, you know, are really hateful <laughs> because yeah. hating doesn't help. You know, it doesn't bring us back to where we need to be, but it's really hard. I'm telling you, girl. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> I'm trying to find that understanding. Like, okay, I'm trying. You know, I always take it back to like how we were brought up, kind of and how we were raised, what we learned, what values we learned. And, um, you know, but then it's like this point in your life, you be, you're an adult, you have, and you have children and you, you, you know what's wrong. And it's like, to me, it's willingful ignorance when you know. Now you're at that place where you're like, okay, grandma, ma, they were not right about, <laughs> you know what I mean? Being hateful. You choose to go along with it. Is Now you're choosing to, you know, mm -hmm. carry that torch on and then you pass it to your children. Do you want that for yeah. your child? That's why. That's how I register people. I'm like, now look to your child. 
do you want that for your child? Even the most hateful person, I say, what do you want for your child? Would you like your child to come home crying to you because somebody talked about the way they look, the color of their skin, that they were this and that, and they were torn down? And then it makes you have to think about how you treat people. I think that's a, I, I think that people resonate when, especially when it comes to children, no matter what, because if you can feel that love for your children, some humane, you know, that humanity within you, imagine how much that other person feels towards their children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, the, the, I think that's the thing right there that's going to, we're going to, we're going to, have to be broken down and realize what we are doing when we look at our children how much look at those you just said about the children they found on, on that um school buried in, yeah exactly there's no way that should have been happening and no one but uh about change and we know now right yeah exactly yeah. and i don't think the story's over you know and it's not and again people are that's bringing up all kinds of trauma and you know generational trauma but it's also bringing up you know, conversations. So hopefully yeah. we can get, you know, to a new place, I hope. So yeah, people are talking more and willing to talk about those uncomfortable things. And that's, yeah, we gotta do it. <laughs> we gotta do it. Yeah. 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 Well, I appreciate I, you and your work. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, and your work too. I mean, it takes all of us getting out there, raising voices, giving these platforms to be able to talk about these things and have these conversations and inspire each other and you know that's how we get the courage right yeah right most definitely get that courage and uh, you know and because it takes courage it doesn't take much to not do anything or to to be spiteful hateful but it takes courage amongst all that to actually stand out be different ridiculed for being a good person (laughs) but it it takes a lot of courage to stand for what you believe like Malcolm X said if you don't stand for something you will fall Fall for anything anything, right exactly yep exactly yep I love it I love it I I feel like I want to like call you every day and get some inspiration (laughs) well we're friends now so I hope you follow me on all the socials and I'll follow you back and we'll just be in touch about every little thing you know we'll be like just you know, friends. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. You know, right. It's yeah. simple and it's free. <laughs> exactly. We need that kind of inspiration, and you know, what are you? It's like getting fuel sometimes, right? Yes, it's needed. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that you are on here. Um, um, I just am ecstatic for the listeners to to get a, a, a with uh, a fresh breath air from you because so many people are just like oh you know and um yeah yeah oh lot we're all lost and stressed out or spun out yeah. on whatever and you know just take a deep breath and you know we're going all going through some crazy times and people are acting crazier than ever and you know how do we fix it right i'm trying to tell this to myself too like I can yell louder than anybody. I can throw bricks like, and sometimes, bam, do I want to, you know? But sometimes I realize, okay, no. If I step back and be the one that's speaking in a calm voice, not always, because sometimes you got, I mean, sometimes that's the best way to fight, you know, because that's something more powerful. So you gotta, that's what I mean about being strategic and not just being blinded with rage when we see things that make us rageful. We have to sometimes go, okay, how do I best deal with, this situation and this human that's in front of me who maybe isn't 
you know, everything. I want to paint them as either because they're saying this shit that makes me want to pound them through the head, right? They could be operating out of fear or misinformation or whatever. And if I, instead of getting mad, even though it's really, really hard as an activist, instead of getting mad, actually try a different angle, I might actually be able to reach that person and teach that person and change that person. And maybe then they will be on our side and not be an enemy, right? So you never know. But also don't let them get away with any shit. Exactly, because I'll never learn. No, speak up always. I don't. I mean, I've always been, even as a kid. If I, I was always even, you know, when ten years old, if sort of an older person in my family would make some nasty comment about Chinese people driving or something, I'd correct them on that. I would, like, I never liked that. I was, uh, and you know, even to the point where people would get mad at me. Oh, whose side are you on? Or they'd yell at me or whatever. Be that person who stands up and says something. Because if you don't, it's like they say. If there's, if there's, um. Have you ever heard that sentence thing? It's something like if there's five not if there's four Nazis, no, if there's a Nazi and four other people at a table, there's five Nazis at a table. Hmm. Unless you've stood up and said something about it and walked away and said, No, I will not eat at this thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. be, being silent is being is is you know. Yeah. So yeah. You're so right. Yep. I like that one how you put it though. <laughs> Yeah. That would not, but it's true, right? Like, I don't know. But yeah, the same as far if there's one person in the table sitting there eating this. Right? Yep, yep. Yep. One of those guys. Yeah. Right now, you know, this is why. Right. Yeah. People will stand up and be like, you know what? I was thinking. But Until you do inspire because they probably were thinking the same thing too, and they saw you be strong. They're like, "Okay, we can do this." <laughs> yeah, that's what actually happens. You, you notice somebody. in a crowd, like even you know, sometimes even in school where you know, some everyone's saying one thing, but no one wants to have the opposite opinion. And one person says, "Well, actually, I think," and then five people will be like, "Yeah, me too," because they were thinking that, but they didn't want to be the one that everyone would look at when they said that. So, <laughs> you know, that just shows how much we need each other when we communicate <laughs> with one another. Now that shows that, yeah, it's okay. It's, I'm like, you see somebody being bullied, don't be a bystander. So we talk about bullying, but yeah. we never talk about the bystander. And they kind of go, I did a show with two kids. Um, he's like the youngest uh, 12, 12 year old CEO. Um, and they asked him about that. And they said, well, a lot of times, you know, they see violence and all this bullying, but they don't say anything because out of fear of being bullied or just to not be involved. And that's that by, you know, don't, you don't want to raise them to just not say anything and become a bystander, you know, it's like, no, you know what's wrong. But like you said, be strategic, you know, don't go over there like you're a superhero and, <laughs> you know, but but say something, you know, stand up, go get somebody, go, but be that voice, be that person, you know, because I would tell people, what if it were you? That's what I tell my son. What if it was us? Would we want help? Yes. Well, then there, damn it, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'll help. Yes. Well, you're, you, um, and that, I would love to, because there's so much about you, Tracy. I just was reading and going. I was like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just like, this is, um, but that's amazing. The, the woman that can do it all because she believes in herself. And I like that message. So I would love to someday have you maybe a, a certain topic, a different topic, whatever it may be, or what's going on at that time. I would love to have you back on here. I think that you're a special breath. I would love to. Yeah, anytime, for sure. Absolutely. Most definitely. You just inspired me. Like after I'm off of here, I put my cape on because shit's about to go down. <laughs> it's about to go down. Like seriously, I live for this. 
So thank you. And you are an honorary member of the Oh, thank you. Honored. Yes, most definitely. Tracy, can you do can you do the listeners and I a favor and um, give them your social media links and wherever they could find uh, where your book is and everything? Yeah, absolutely. So my book's not out yet, but it will be soon. We're looking at because they're waiting on me. I'm so late summer now. Um, but you will be able to find it at lamorimedia.com. And when it's out on Amazon and at Society Publishing, um, you can also find me at lamorimedia.com. And I do work internationally. If anybody's interested in like anything to do with getting into media, I can you know get articles done about you, get you on podcasts, help build your your um, reputation for global thought leadership in whatever it is that you do. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to do that. Please connect with me on LinkedIn, Tracy Lamori, on Instagram, Tracy Lamori PR Media. Awesome. I'll make sure that I put that um in the show notes and then onto my website. And yeah, yeah, I'll let people know, you know, that who you are and to get get a hold of you. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I just want to ask you real quick before we close down, if you could stay on for like 30 seconds. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. Just to, you know, I don't want to keep you too long. Okay, everybody. So this was an amazing, amazing show here, successful. And I really hope that we all, you know, embraced and took and took something in during these confusing times. I know I did. This is your host, Brandy J, and this is Tracy Lamar. Now I'm gonna mess your name up. Come on, Brandy. <laughs> Lamari. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. All good. Yes, this is Brandy J, Tracy Lamari, and please, please follow her. And thank you once again for tuning in to Voices of Courage. Know your purpose. Thank you, everybody.